So, do you want to talk about the guy who stood you up? Sure. <laughs> are we recording? Tell the class. Yeah, we are recording. Okay, we should introduce ourselves before right. we do that. Hello, and welcome to Seven Minutes in Heaven. That was beautiful. The Sex News Podcast. Right. Hosted by Ariel Kaplan and Miriam Vitoski. Boom, let's get into it. I matched with this guy on Tinder like a month ago. About a month ago? Yeah. And yep. I just thought he was really hot and was really attracted to him. He looks like a hotter version of the guy that I the break up with your girlfriend and bored guy. Oh yeah? Yeah. 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 He was um, really, really hot. I was really attracted to him and like I've matched with hot guys on Tinder before, but I like something within me was like, this is it. Um and so we talked about going on a date and we decided to set up a date and like before the date i decided to google him which i never really do that which i find so weird i stalk the hell out of everyone before i go on a date yeah. just to make sure i've never done it before so um weird. so i googled this guy and i like found out so much about him and i like everything i found out about him i really liked so he's like super he seems like a feminist he seems really funny um so i was really excited about the date and then we were supposed to have the date right before I left for Paris and like the day before we scheduled it a week in advance. So the night before I just messaged him to like confirm that it was still on. And then he responded like at midnight being like, actually I got invited to this like private event. Um, can we postpone? But he was like really nice about it. So I was like, okay, no worries. <laughs> private event. Like somebody texted him to come over. Right. I, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Some bullshit basically. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'm going to Paris, but when I get back, we should hang out. So when I got back, I messaged him and was like, Hey, are you still down to get drinks sometime? I'm back, bitch. Yeah. That is actually what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he was like, yeah, like let's do it. When are you free? So I told him I'm free Wednesday or Thursday. And then he literally just didn't respond. So a week later, I was like, fuck, like, I don't know what to do. So I texted you and I was like, should I text him again? And you're like, yeah, what do you have to lose? What do you got to lose? So I messaged him again. And I was like, what about tomorrow? <laughs> Are you free tomorrow? And he responds and he was like, oh, no, but like, here's my number. Let's figure it all out. So then I texted him. Oh, he, he was like, here's my number. Maybe we can hang out this Thursday. So I texted him and was like, Thursday works great for me. And then he was like, great, let's go here at this time. I was like, that's awesome. And you guys, I was so excited about this date because like, I don't know, he just, because I Googled him, I think I just had this image in my head of who he is. And it was like someone I really want to be with. Like, I want to be with someone like that or whoever I thought he was, um, which like, I don't even know if that's true or real at all. He was a sign of hope. Yeah, exactly. Like he was just like the first guy that I've been kind of obsessed with in a long time <laughs> for no reason because I've never met him. Um, I've never really been obsessed with a guy that I've never met before. So it was weird. Um, but anyway, and he lives in my neighborhood. So like that would have been so convenient. And now when you walk around, you're just going to be like trying to be sexy 24. I know. I mean, I've never like, run into him before, so it probably won't happen. But <laughs> but you have run into dates before you met them on the train remember that one oh time? yeah that's <laughs> happened twice with the same guy no a different oh, guy oh my god that's really but weird. he so said it wasn't him but it was definitely was <laughs> <laughs> i had ghosted him so i think that's why he was like that wasn't me <laughs> but anyway so 
you guys know I'm a busy bitch. It's hard to get a hold of me. My calendar is packed. And so Ariel and I True. were like, when can we record? And we were going to record before the date. But then like there just wasn't enough time. So Ariel just came over. Well, the timing was that I had not prepared the notes. And if we had a little bit more time than I could have. Yeah. And but I had a date. She had a date. So Ariel just came to like shoot the shit. And then I started getting ready. And I like, guys, usually I know exactly what I'm going to wear. I put it on and I'm good. But I was so nervous and excited for this date that I just like tried on a bunch of different outfits. And I was like, it was literally like Lizzie McGuire, the, you know, the movies when they go shopping and it's like mm-hmm. thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the thumb up, thumbs down. Um, I pick an outfit. I start to put my under eye makeup on like to cover my circles because I don't fucking she's been up late don't obsessing sleep. i know literally guy, googling him reading everything <laughs> she can find <laughs> um, <laughs> look at his genealogy tree <laughs> and i don't know why i went to go check my phone maybe i wanted to see the temperature or something and i went to check my phone and i saw that like 20 minutes ago at an hour before our date he texted me being like basically hey i don't think i can make it tonight like i'm exhausted and i can't drink it was so sad dear listeners i know i was just like no (laughs) and even before that happened i kind of felt like something bad was gonna happen i remember Mm i had said to ariel like part of me is really excited about this and part of me is just like why the fuck am i doing this like why am i spending time on On someone that i don't even know yeah who like kind of already red flagged right so then he fucking canceled and didn't even apologize for it um and now all my dreams are crushed and i never want to date again but i'm going on a date tonight so (laughs) (laughs) well i hope tonight works out well yeah there's no like i think it's better to just go into it with no expectations and like tonight i don't have any expectations Mm -hmm. but part of that like makes it less fun you know i was so excited for that date like i really wanted to go whereas with this i'm kind of like oh like my friends want to hang out like oh i could get some sleep i could like i don't know do a million other things yeah and i feel like this is gonna make you harsher on people like if they reschedule which is which sucks because someone might actually have a really good reason for having to reschedule and like you have no idea what the other person is going through but because this happened you're like i'm i don't have time to deal with little bitch boys like this yeah like i'm just busy you know like i can't let my time be wasted like thursday night was wasted i didn't do shit like Mm -hmm. we just hung i mean it wasn't wasted when i was hanging out with you but then you (laughs) left and it was like okay like i could i could have been doing other things you know Mm -hmm. like i'm not here to waste time yeah basically just saying anyone can waste my time don't waste my time motherfucker (laughs) it's like all i do is waste my time i'm excited to hear about that next week next week episode update on the date if there is one yeah but no he seems to be enthusiastic and not shady Yeah. yeah yeah we'll see but i do think it's important to check your people you guys like what if he catfishes you i've never been catfished before okay also where you're going out in williamsburg right yeah like near my apartment yeah it's a bougie area um okay i want to tell you guys about my date oh yeah (laughs) i actually i mentioned him on last week's podcast i don't know if i said that we had already had the date set already but it was with the guy who I went on two dates with and I was like to my roommates, he's literally my husband. He's going to be my boyfriend. <laughs> We're married. <laughs> then we got divorced when he um, <laughs> was like, I'm not over my ex. And then he moved to Bushwick, my neighborhood. And we just like got reconnected somehow. AKA I reached out because I was sad about a different boy. And we set a date because he, he did hit me up and like follow through with that. 
And then he didn't text me the day of. So I fully thought that he just wasn't gonna. And so it was like an hour before the date. He hadn't texted me. I, the ball was in his court to do so. Um, and my roommates were going out for some drinks. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll just come with you. Then he, he does text me and he's like, Hey, I'm going to come like 20 minutes late. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I start chugging wine. I hadn't eaten since like noon that day. And I had a couple of pieces of soggy lettuce. Mm -hmm. And so right before I leave, I like nasty burped. And then I projectile vomited into my sink, like exorcist vomit and it was just the red wine and the lettuce leaves and my roommates were staring at me like um uh." (laughs) (laughs) and they were like uh you don't have to go on the date if you don't want to i'm like i don't know what do i say to project i'll just be like uh like something happened and so i told him my roommate threw up um so i go to the date and so you went i yeah i won i did because i it wasn't like i was so drunk i was throwing up it was just um I had too much on an empty stomach and it your body it, rejected it. Yeah, I just rejected it and then I was fine. Okay. On the day, at one point he was like, "Do you smell something bad?" and I thought cuz I didn't smell it, I thought maybe that's like my throw-up breath, but I had used mouthwash and stuff and <laughs> of course. Afterwards, I don't really think it was that, but in the moment I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was fine, but I really wasn't into him anymore at all um how the veil goes up yeah so crazy which taught me that like or to better understand dudes when they don't like me anymore like I get that you're you can just totally change but also I think because he had scorned me so many times my roommate says like your body's just sort of rejecting him like you're not into him whatsoever yeah but we did hook up um of course I he went down on me I went down on him and he was like, oh, my God, I'm about to come from the blowjob. And I said, don't come because I wanted to have sex. I right. go and I start looking for condoms in like this little pouch. I couldn't find one because I think I'm out. And I look over him and he had finished. He thought <gasps> I said, go ahead. But I had said, don't come. <laughs> How do you confuse those? I think two? all he heard was the come part. Oh. And he was like, OK. <laughs> So he orgasmed and then I was like, oh, and he was like, oh, you wanted to fuck. And then he kept apologizing for it. I'm like, I'm not going to like, don't apologize for orgasming, whatever. It's fine. Like, I don't even like you that much anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says to me, your pussy tastes so good. And I was like, that is so nice. Thank you. Because my boyfriend hated going down on me. My ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what do I taste sweet? And he was like, actually, I think when girls taste like something, I don't like that that taste. So you actually taste like nothing and you're just kind of bland. And <laughs> and he was like, and I can um, I was going down on you and I was like, yeah, I can hang around here for a little bit. And I was like, that is just like I'm bearable for you. <laughs> So that was a huge turnoff. Yeah. Um, and then I really wanted him to leave. I didn't know exactly what to say. I was running the conversation in my head and it would have just been like, um, Could can ya? you leave? And then I would be staring at him as he put on his clothing and it would have been mad awkward. So instead, I started to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, you're sleeping when I go. I'm like, Great. That's the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping he wasn't going to like sleep with me. Um, and then he was like, oh, now like, let's cuddle first. And I was like, oh, this is so like, get the fuck out. (laughs) 
And then he passionately makes out with me before he leaves and he texts me the next day. Yep. And I answered him and he didn't answer back, which is weird. Oh. Um, maybe I, I sent him a very like, yeah, it was fun. Thanks for the drinks, winky face. Kind of like it sounded like it was a first date. Mm. Um, but I just need someone to fuck to try out this cock ring and these the my laurels which is like the underwear that you wear um if you're afraid of people going down on you and it like so you don't uh, smell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like i need so you don't smell so that if you think that you taste bad and and smell then your partner won't feel any of that oh it's like to close the orgasm gap to empower women to get eaten out all right i yeah. guess yeah <laughs> like i like go to a one night stand i'm just gonna put on this underwear thing can yeah. lick my pussy that way. <laughs> um, also, I had a party last night. Miriam came. I'm incredibly hungover. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck I think you. it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks very soon. Oh, but. God. Do you want some alcohol? No. <laughs> <laughs> you have a date soon. I know. I'll, dr- I'll have a drink at the date. Okay. I guess it's kind of early. It's only 530 our time in the past yeah okay should we news i guess yeah let's do some motherfucking news News. hello and welcome to my neck my My back lick my pussy and my crack Okay. <laughs> so last week, there was this big Supreme Court hearing for that are like basically the decision that comes out of this case is going to be huge for LGBTQ rights, either in a positive way or in a negative way. We're hoping for positive, but we have a very conservative Supreme Court right now. So it's honestly like, yeah, fuck you, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. And fucking Gorsuch. But anyway. Um, basically what happened, they combined these three cases into two. So yeah, there was these three cases, um, that made it to the Supreme court. Two of them were kind of the same sort of thing where two gay men were fired from their jobs for being gay. Uh, one was a a skydiving coach. Yeah. And he had like a woman that he was jumping with and she seemed uncomfortable and he's like, don't worry, I'm gay. Mm. And he got fired. Um, and the other guy was a lawyer in Atlanta or in Georgia. Um, and I don't remember exactly what happened. Like he does like children's law. Okay. Um, and so he got fired. Basically they both got fired for being gay. And then there was one trans woman who was fired from her job when she came out as trans. So she was living as a man and she was like, honestly, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to be a trans. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be like a trans woman. And she got fired. And so basically all these wait do you know what states these happened in yeah so the first the two guys who got fired for being gay happened in new york and georgia and oh then, my god yeah i know but like not manhattan right I, yeah i'm not exactly <laughs> like sure upstate. what part of new york but yeah it's still new york <laughs> and then one trans woman was fired from her job in michigan and so these cases all came to the supreme court basically arguing that this is a violation of title seven of the 1964 civil rights act so the 1964 Civil Rights Act states that you can't discriminate on the basis of race, color, religion, national origin, and sex. Mm-hmm. So they're all arguing that this 
these firings are a violation uh, on the basis of sex. Yeah, like it literally absolutely does. Yeah, because they're saying that like if you wouldn't fire a woman for being married to a man, you can't fire a man for being married to a man. Yeah. Um, And they're saying the same sort of thing about being a trans woman. Like you can't fire someone for just like not conforming to the thing that you expect them to conform to. Yeah. Um, but then the opposing counsel basically is arguing that the 1964 Civil Rights Act was never intended to ban discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. So the thing that sucks is that, like, when I was reading these articles about this case, they're just, like, arguing about it as if this isn't, like, fucking civil rights, you know? They're just like, well, the act doesn't technically cover, like, doesn't technically explicitly say that we're going to protect trans and gay people. They're just saying that we're not going to discriminate on the basis of sex. So they're kind of arguing about that wording. And I guess that's what law is. But like, are you fucking kidding me? This is discrimination. Like, so we're allowed to discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation. Like, we're just going to be a country that allows that. Are you fucking kidding me? Hell no. Uh, Like, probably, yes, we will be. No, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) But um, this is like a landmark case. And because it's the first case that made it to the Supreme Court for transgender rights. So it's huge in terms of visibility. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people like when I've talked about this case with some people, they've been like, okay, I get why, like, I get it. Discrimination's bad, but like whether or not this is a law, people are still going to discriminate. Yeah. But the thing is that like you need laws because that's protection and the like our law determines what's morally good and what's morally bad. And it doesn't necessarily mean that what is law is correct. Like we have laws that are bullshit. Like marijuana shouldn't be illegal. Mm But if something is seen legal in the eyes of the law or if certain groups are protected in the eyes of the law, then society is kind of like, okay, that's like what we're all agreeing to do. Yeah. Yeah. This would would be horrible. What I thought was really interesting in one of the articles, I think it was the New Yorker, New York Magazine, sorry. Uh, But basically, Noel Francisco, who I think was a lawyer, (laughs) said, at what point does a court continue to permit invidious discrimination against groups that where we have a difference of opinion, we believe the language of the statute is clear. Basically, Title VII, Title VII, the Civil Rights Act, all of our acts were born from the desire to ensure that we treated people equally and not on the basis of invidious reasons. I don't know what invidious means. Me neither. <laughs> and we can't deny that homosexuals are being fired merely for being who they are and not because of religious reasons, not because they're performing their jobs poorly, not because they can't do whatever is required of a position, but merely because they're a suspect class to some people. They may have power in some regions, but they are still being beaten. They are still being ostracized from certain things. At what point does a court say, Congress spoke about this. The original Congress who wrote the statute told us what they meant. They used clear words. And regardless of what others may have thought over time, it's very clear that what's happening fits those words. At what point do we say we have to step in? Now is the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. It's more like how many white Republicans does it take to block a law? <laughs> Um, by the way, invidious means um, an action or situation likely to arouse or incur resentment or anger in others. Right. So that's good for USAT studiers out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess stay tuned for um, that. Uh, yeah. Announcement, I think though. the decision will be in a few months. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. So stay tuned for a while. Uh, Back to you, Ariel. STG rates are at an all time high. They wrote that all in caps. Um, Yeah, this is pretty fucking scary. According to the annual Sexually Transmitted Disease Surveillance Report, 
which pause that's the std surveillance report even though we're now trying to say sti because mm-hmm. it's less stigma e right sexually tra- sexually transmitted infection so i feel like they should change that i know um so they released uh or the cdc released this report so it's from 2018 obviously um so syphilis let's start with that one do you know anyone who has a syphilis i know someone who had a syphilis scare but they had they had sex with someone who had syphilis yeah did that and they got because it takes some time to show up so they got a prophylactic um penicillin shot oh okay um so there were 115,000 cases of syphilis this year this is the states by the way um, the number of primary and secondary syphilis cases, which apparently is the most infectious stage of syphilis, increased increased by 14%, and that's the highest since 1991. Damn. So they, this is touted as they're at an all-time high, but, like, it was that high in yeah. 1991. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is the worst part. 22% increase in newborn deaths related to congenital syphilis. So that's really scary. Damn. All right, gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Do you know anyone who's had gonorrhea? Not that I can think of. Mm, yeah. Um, How about you? My brother's best friend had it, I think, in high school. Or I was in high school and he was in college. Mm. Um, that's neither here nor there. So there was an increase in uh, a 5% increase uh, in gonorrhea cases. There were 580,000. And that's also the highest since 1991. Shit. What was happening? What happened in 1992? Yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> and then chlamydia my favorite yeah i know a bunch of people have had that <laughs> chlamydia is like a common cold yeah yeah as long as you catch it early you're like a virgin <laughs> if you haven't had chlamydia <laughs> i mean i haven't had it yet but hopefully i won't there's a story that i really want to tell but my friend would kill me so i won't <laughs> all right so uh chlamydia cases increased by three percent too how many do you think oh eight percent no, 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 no. How many cases? The number of cases. Oh, total number. Uh, 200,000. 1.7 million. Oh, my God. That's the highest ever reported. So that is technically like the landmark. Yeah. Whatever. Why this is the, the top. So why? That's a great question, you guys. <laughs> there are multiple factors. Um, the first being drug use, poverty, stigma, and unstable housing can reduce access to sex ed. Really, the primary thing is lack of sex education. Of course. Um, vulnerable groups like young people and gay and bisexual men are not using condoms because they're not educated. Um, and then the cuts to STD slash sex ed programs by the Trump administration. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, so what can you do? Get fucking tested. Uh, one out of seven people with HIV do not know their status. Shit. Does not know their status. Um, use condoms. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm thinking of making branded condoms and doing like condom queen condom king yeah. stickers just to like promote, promote people. Yeah. Condom use. Should we do like SMH condoms? Yeah. yeah. Also like just... For real, know your status. You should know yeah. what's going on like, in your body. You know, you don't like want to look at how much money is in your bank account, how many STIs are in your body, but it's very important. Yeah. People can die. Yeah. And yeah. you can of- often have an STI without knowing. Yeah. Like, most of them your are. Body. Mm-hmm. So you should know, like just know. Just know. And it's free. Yeah. Sometimes. It depends to, on where you, you are. You can go to a Planned Parenthood. 
Um, if they're if if you can't find a free testing site near you, then you should donate to Planned Parenthood because their funds have been slashed. The more money they have, the more care they can give to people who really need it. Yeah. So, and if you're in New yeah. York, you should go to the Chelsea Sexual Health Express Clinic. Had the best time there. I think I already talked about it on a mm-hmm. previous episode, but I can't praise them enough. God, why don't so you just amazing. work there, Miriam? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would have to become a phlebotomist. <laughs> uh, back to you, Miriam. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, kind of relate or totally related to the STI conversation. Uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, Remember that name. It's going to come up later. Okay. Um, signed yeah, a bill some. into law on October 7th, making California the first state in the United States to allow PrEP and PEP to be sold over the counter without a prescription. So PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis. So it's a pill that you take every day that basically prevents um, HIV infection before you even come into contact with it. So if you do get into contact with it, you won't get it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a birth control pill. Exactly. Yeah. I actually have a friend who's on prep and he calls it his birth control. (laughs) Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. And then there's PEP. It's post exposure prophylaxis. So it must be taken within 72 hours of exposure. That's like plan B basically. Yeah. Yeah. So we all need them. Um, And the problem is that both of these pills in most states or all states, but California require a prescription, which adds a lot of barriers but especially when it comes to pep the post-exposure there's a 72 hour limit when you're supposed to take it and the sooner the better so having requiring a prescription adds a lot of unnecessary steps and basically uh they found that a lot of people aren't taking these medications even though they exist because there's just it's too difficult to access Uh them that makes sense so there was this 2018 cdc analysis that found a very small fraction of people who could benefit from PrEP were actually using it. So most people just don't even know it exists, aren't taking it, can't access it. So there needs to be the fact that California is making this available over the counter is amazing and historic, and it should be like that for the rest of the states. You go, California. And that's why California wants to secede. I know. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) But if this is important to you, as always, you can call your senators and representatives and tell them that this is something you want them to do for your state. Back to you, Ariel. Your politicalness makes me horny. Your activism. Thanks. Whenever I've called senators or whatever, I never know what to do. I'm like, hey, so (laughs) that bill, I'm going to say it's a no for me. (laughs) And they're like, we'll pass it along. I've actually never done it because I'm scared. It's yeah. You have to talk to someone on the phone. Which we sucks. should do it together. Like, yeah. Do it with friends. Yeah. Like it's not that hard though. You just call and you're like. I don't want to do that. And then they're like, okay. It's a no. <laughs> and it kind of just like, they kind of know what the people care about and what they want. You yeah. Know? Cool. Back to you, Ariel. Okay. I already sent it back to you, but then I took it back. We're bringing it back. It's like a Frisbee. Yeah. Um, do you know the porn uh, company Girls Do Porn? No. Okay. Well, you're about to know. Girls Do Porn founder charged with sex trafficking. Oh, no. Girls Do Porn is something that's syndicated a lot of places, including Pornhub. And um, Pornhub, Vice wrote an article about how Pornhub is enabling um, the sex trafficking videos because they're hosting these videos. So I'm going to explain what happened. So this New Zealander, Michael Pratt, founded Girls Do Porn in 2006 in San Diego and that is the home base of the company. Um, and Girls Do Porn features women from 18 to 22 only. They're all amateur. 
and the site brags that it's the one and only time that the women do porn. So what actually mm. happened is that a lot of these women, or I mean, literally all of them, maybe some of them not, I don't know. They were flown in, um, these 18 to 22 year old amateur girls. They were told they were going to do a video, but that uh, like an adult film, but it wouldn't be online. It would just be a DVD and circulated in New Zealand, maybe Australia. Not sure about that part. Wow. So they're like, okay, yeah, sure. It's going to be in a different country. It'll be on some rack. And then maybe one day someone will be like, oh my God, is that you? And what else? It's not going to be on the internet. Right. But obviously they were all on the internet. Wow. And when they found out that they were being lied to about what was going to happen with the videos, um, they were threatened with having to pay for all of their accommodations. So they were flown in on like maybe business class or something. They were put up in really, really fancy hotels, just given a lot of deluxe stuff. So that would have been a lot of money for them. These girls are doing this in the first place to get money, which they also weren't even paid. Oh. So 22 women are on this lawsuit, but like over 100 had come over and done interviews um, with uh, the police. So the founder, Michael Pratt, just fled the country. When, so this happened like a couple years ago and now the law the the case is like just starting and he fled um and the company is still performing its operations still doing everything they were supposed to do and one of the videographers testified that he was being directed to lie to the women about how the films would be distributed um Oh, and this lawsuit isn't just against uh, the founder. It's also against one of their main actors, Ruben Andre Garcia. I've never heard of him before, but I'm guessing he's big. And so they're charged with sex trafficking by force, fraud, and coercion. They're facing life in prison and a $250,000 fine. Damn. Yeah. I hope they get their asses whipped. Yeah. I mean, convicted. This guy's like not. He's going into hiding. I mean, yeah, he fled the country. (laughs) That's insane. Why didn't they like make him a flight risk? I know. (laughs) I guess you can just commit a crime and flee the country. That's like you could just do that. Yeah, we could do that. Cool. Okay, wait, I'm cutting that out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep our plans a secret. (laughs) Back to you, Miriam. (laughs) All right. So remember deep fakes? Yes. If you don't, they're basically this technology um, that uses AI to pretend to be someone's face. So at the beginning of deep fakes, it was used in 2017 to put the heads of actresses on the bodies of porn stars to make it appear that this was like a naked actress. Mm. Um, but now it's like, that was kind of the initial, what a deep fake was. Now it's like full on fake videos. Um, there's that famous one of Nancy Pelosi. they like made her appear drunk. Right. And it circulated on Facebook. Um, so there's a, in the, in the media, there's a big fear that deep fakes are going to be used to like influence our politics. But there was just an analysis that found 96% of deep fake videos are porn. Hmm. So it's really targeting women. It's really harmful to women, obviously. But our man, Gavin Newsom, the governor Gavin. of California, just signed a bill that said it's illegal to create a deep fake of people for porn um, and basically allows people to sue um whoever created that deep fake yay if it's not consensual so i am glad that the law like it, i think it takes a long time for the law to catch up with shit on the internet i mean there's like still crazy shit going on that we don't have laws to protect us from on the internet so i'm glad that california is taking a step and i hope that the rest of the country follows suit because 
It would suck if someone made a deep fake of me naked. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would definitely watch. <laughs> but like, give me money for it, you know? <laughs> okay, back to you, Ariel. Okay, this is my last one. Hot. Who watches Big Mouth? Me. Cool. <laughs> I haven't watched the latest season, though, yet. Oh. Well, spoiler alert. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you hear about the the bisexual well we talked about this the bisexual pansexual controversy surrounding big mouth no we didn't talk about Mm -mm. this when i was over oh oh i guess i was saving it for the pot (laughs) so ali wong the comedian um has a guest role she's like basically has a a cameo um in the show and she's a new student who comes to class by the way if you don't know what big mouth is it's a cartoon show on netflix made by nick kroll and andrew goldberg so funny go watch it um, so Ali Wong, the new student says I'm pansexual. And then she, she explains what that means. And she goes through the whole spectrum of, uh, sexualities and just explains them. And so she says that bisexuality is being attracted to men and women and that it's very binary and that she's not binary. She's pansexual. And that means being attracted to everyone and like being attracted to their soul. So a lot of people re- were really upset about the about how Big Mouth had been doing so well in covering stigmatized aspects of human sexuality, which is everything. Right. Um, but then their description of this they thought was harmful. Who? Um, pansexuals and bisexuals, I guess. Oh. So bisexuality doesn't just mean men and women it does mean it does include trans women and trans men but i think at the time when pansexuality was coined as a term it was when trans people were way more stigmatized than they were now and it just like wasn't really a thing i feel like pre bruce jenner you know caitlin jenner right and so pansexuality was supposed to mean you can be attracted to anyone like you're not just bisexual um and pansexuals think that bisexuality is transphobic because you're Mm. saying i'm only attracted to men and women but i don't think if you are only attracted to men and women um biologically born men and women and not trans people is that really transphobic because to say that like I'm heteroflexible, but I'm primarily attracted to men. I'm not really all the time attracted to women. And that's not being against women. I'm not being sexist. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's what you like. Yeah. But because they are, it's like they're saying you're not really a man or a woman. Like, that part I understand. But let's say someone has, a woman has a penis and a lesbian doesn't want a penis they want a vagina right like that's fair like you yeah have, if you're not into dicks you shouldn't touch one yeah so i don't think it's transphobic yeah and i think it's all just like an argument about semantics and it really doesn't matter what you call yourself just like be a good person yeah and whatever like label you think fits you best you're entitled to take that yeah as long as it's not hateful and i have heard a lot like i used to think kind of the term pansexual is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having listened to like people I know who identify as bisexual and pansexual, I think that is the thing. Like pansexual people are always like, I feel like 
bisexual implies a binary yeah and i'm attracted to everyone but like let people live yeah (laughs) and i'm own your own label but don't put it down someone else's exactly yeah um so then andrew goldberg one of the co-creators issued out this statement we missed the mark here with this definition of bisexuality versus pansexuality and my fellow creators and i sincerely apologize for making people feel misrepresented Anytime we try to change something as complex as human sexuality, it's super challenging. And this time we could have done better. Thank you to the trans, pan, and bi communities for further opening our eyes to these important and complicated issues of representation. We are listening and we look forward to delving into all this in, in future seasons. They're totally going to include this include this in the sixth season yeah i think six i thought this was the third season um you're right i was just i just my mind flip, just flipped to schitt's creek because i'm watching the oh season yeah now on netflix <laughs> but yeah the fourth season um yeah i thought cool. that was interesting back to you miriam all right so um you know riley reed yeah i sure do famous porn star um so she, all the time. she's super famous she has over a million followers on twitter and over two million followers on instagram so she's like super well known uh basically times square <laughs> so sorry this adult film company called evil angel basically bought a, bil- a bunch of billboard ads in times square to promote her latest feature film called i am riley mm. and they advertise it it's just like a picture of her she looks like an angel baby beautiful girl but she doesn't really look like a porn star you know like Mm -hmm. you can't tell it's porn and it just says i am riley a docuseries so there's all these like ads for this porn video in times square and a lot of people who screen the ads didn't really realize what and they allowed it because it's like it is technically a safe for work ad but it's funny because she's one of the most recognizable porn stars yeah. of our time. So all these people are going to be like walking through Times Square being like, oh, shit. Like, that's Riley Reed. <laughs> Wait, are they up now already? Um, They should be up. I'm not sure if they Good still are. Good for her. Right? That's, oh, my God. She's like, how the fuck did I get my billboard on there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who pulled these strings. Um, But yeah. I jerk off to Riley Reed a lot, but she is problematic. She like the thing off the top of my head or actually two things. She ra- wrote a rap song and, and raps the word the N word a lot. And this was just in the past couple of years. And then she also talks about having raped the guy that she lost her virginity to. Whoa. Yeah so yikes yeah yikes but like i still oh and speaking of pornhub um we weren't talking about pornhub (laughs) (laughs) but she's on pornhub the pornhub (laughs) awards were a couple days ago right and riley won something i don't remember (laughs) what we'd be like top performer abla danger my favorite jewish porn star won best um or like most women's top porn star Ooh. that women like to watch because she's so good at eating pussy oh okay yeah. bitch y'all y'all are you trying to get a lot of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you go on adamandeve.com and you buy yourself something amazing like the satisfier pro for example that's, that's a clit right? sucker yeah sucks your clit or a vibrator or if you need like a dick thingy whatever whatever sex toy you want it a exists on adam and eve a dildo <laughs> that's the word <laughs> a dick thingy adam and eve is like the amazon for sex toys exactly yeah um so if you want to buy something cute for yourself cute for your partner cute for your friends uh use our code seven that's s-e-v-e-e whoa wait what <laughs> I was going to be like, they know how to spell seven. And then you started spelling it. And I was like, hmm. 
You guys know how to spell the word seven. S-E-V-E-N. Yeah. Got it. Right. Nailed it. (laughs) And you'll get 50% off your order and a bunch of free shit. Okay, wait. I do want to know. Well, it's free shipping. You do get a lot of free shit. But the 50% off only works for Adam and Eve toys. Otherwise, it's 15% off, which is still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a percent off. Yeah. You're not paying full price. But yeah, we've been really pushing the Satisfier Pro 2 because... um, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that bitch gets your clit a going. Yeah, I use it a lot. It's a more affordable than the other clit suckers. So if you are poor like me, cop yourself one. And with 15% off, it's basically a steal. Yeah, you're like robbing them. Yeah, so rob them real quick. <laughs> AdamandEve.com. Use our promo code 7 s-e-v-e-n and send us a screenshot of whatever you buy so we know what you're doing yeah tomorrow horny little fuckers (laughs) all right what are we talking about today are y'all big dicks sex. <laughs> i thought we were talking about painful sex are we not talking big about- dicks yeah well big big dicks lead to painful sex yeah what are we talking about i mean i think big dicks is like the clickable headline oh yeah you know that's what we're gonna make the line yeah all right well i'm talking about painful sex and miriam's talking about big dicks because i'm here for fun and you're here for work <laughs> um all right what should we do first the the boring one i mean painful sex isn't boring (laughs) but yeah let's start with painful sex okay um this study that i'm gonna share was just published and i was really excited to get the full study i reached out to the researcher um because she worked with uh debbie herbenic who i'm obsessed with from the Kinsey Institute, who was my human sexuality teacher. Okay, OMG. fangirling over. So the study <laughs> is called Fulfilling His Needs, Not Mine. Reasons for not talking about painful sex and associations with lack of pleasure in a nationally representative sample of women in the United States by Hot. Dr. Allison Carter and other people. Okay, so this study took data from the 2018 National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior, uh, which was an online survey including 2,000 people ages 14 to 49, but then they obviously limited their analysis to just women who reported having painful sex in the past year, and that included 382 women, or 23.3% for you fucking nerds out there. (laughs) Okay, jumping into the stats. Most women said that sex was a little painful. 81 81.6% said that and that it occurs at the vaginal entrance. 31.5% said that. 34.5% said inside the vagina and 17.4% and or uh, around the cervix. 49% of women don't tell their partner about the painful sex. Mm. So it's basically half and half. Come on, guys. So why why aren't people... Uh, sharing that those who experience little to no pleasure during sex were also three times more likely not to tell their partner about the pain that totally makes sense if you're not confident enough to tell your partner what to do to make you feel good you're not going to tell them when it feels bad right 
30% of women who didn't tell their partners about pain said they thought that the pain was normal and an expected and accepted part of sex. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, because everyone's always like, it's going to hurt your first time. Yeah, exactly. Everyone always says that. Yeah, you're going to gush gallons of yeah. blood. And like, it doesn't have to hurt your first time. No, mine didn't hurt. Mine didn't hurt either. It felt amazing. Oh, we're killer. <laughs> 24% of women said the pain was insignificant or not a big deal. They're just brushing it off. 14% of women didn't tell their partners because they didn't want to ruin the sex for them. A Ooh. third of them said she was fulfilling his needs, not mine. Boom. That's the study's name. Oh, yeah, you it know that all moment in the movie around. when you're like, oh, that's why yeah. it's called that. 15% <laughs> said they didn't want to complain. They didn't want to be too demanding or make their partner feel insecure about his performance, which is just like inherent internalized misogyny and sexism if you are experiencing painful sex which i know a lot of you are i've been getting so many questions on orgasmic about painful sex we've also gotten a lot about big dick sex which is why Miriam's (laughs) going to talk about that soon so if you are experiencing it first go to your gynecologist talk to them you might need to see a sex therapist but like that's your first point don't google shit don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're <laughs> see, not certified. See someone who's certified and who can really help you. And also, like, look at their credentials. You want to make sure you're going somewhere where the person will really believe you. That's a huge right. thing. The doctors aren't believing women about the pain. Um, go on ZocDoc. Look at their reviews. So right. and just make sure that you're seeing the right person. Things that cause painful sex. Painful sex, as like the umbrella term is called uh dyspareunia dyspareunia like can they just make it easier to say <laughs> it hurts <laughs> <laughs> um then there's vulvodynia which oh, is yeah. chronic vulvar pain without an, an identifiable cause um so that kind of sucks you don't know why that's happening but it's described as burning stinging irritation and rawness which also sounds like a yeast infection yeah so then the second one is endometriosis that's when the tissue that lines the uterus which is the uterine lining grows outside of the uterus Mm. and on other parts of your body i always hear about endometriosis but i didn't actually know what it was right that's so weird i just know it's super painful and apparently it takes 12 years to diagnose on average because people aren't thinking about it people are like yeah your period hurts get over it Mm. and then women are like uh it hurts a lot yeah yeah (laughs) with exactly with doctors not believing you it's horrible um and then there's vaginismus which is basically a muscle spasm in your pelvic floor muscles and that makes it hard to insert something into your vagina like a tampon or a dick or a Mm. dildo um this could be because of a past trauma it's more psychological than Mm. physiological So a lot of people will go to a sex therapist to work that through over a gynecologist. But don't just assume you have that, like go to your gyno. But if you haven't been able to like really use a tampon, you probably have it. Yeah. Lastly, talk to your partner. This study also found that talking openly about painful sex was linked to greater sexual pleasure. Because like I said before, if you are like feel confident to talk about it, then you're what yeah why are you smiling i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with people if it hurts you don't have to experience that like it doesn't sex is supposed to feel good that's the whole point is that it feels good what the fuck are people doing uh it's the (laughs) 
the patriarchal society Fuck we that. live in. Grow up. What are you fucking talking about? If a guy's dick is in me and it hurts, I'm like, hey, that hurts. Yeah. Like, get out of me or slow down or whatever. Like, fucking communicate. I've had sex sometimes where, like, it hurt for a second and then it stopped hurting. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Sometimes you got to warm up the yeah. baby. Girls and trans men and, and non-binary people with vaginas Vagina you do not deserve to feel pain and it's not accepted or expected yeah and stop hurting yourself like that unless you want to feel pain which like i like too but not yeah. inside of my pussy. but like if it's painful then it feels good it's not pain yeah right um so dr carter says the reason why uh, talking about painful sex is linked to greater sexual pleasure. She says this may be through enhanced emotional closeness and intimacy changes to physical positions and movements or an interaction of both increased intimacy and physical responsiveness. Just as pleasure is not always physical, the experience of pain may be influenced by how much women feel their partner is attentive, communicative and loving further expressing pain and having a partner check in, adjust their behavior or otherwise acknowledge and address in, in the experience of pain could lead to greater intimacy, trust, and real reductions in the pain, in addition to reducing the possible emotional distance associated with such pain. She also says, a shift in the culture of fulfilling his needs, not mine, and even more so of men fulfilling their needs, such that they don't notice their partner's needs, may be a necessary step towards making sex less painful and also more pleasurable for women. So also, like, penis people, check in with your partner. Right. Like don't we're not just holes yeah especially if you're having sex with women like in the society we're in women are just taught to be less assertive and less vocal as much as i am annoyed with people who won't just like say it if it hurts um you should kind of assume that they might not be as communicative and try to be as like welcoming to yeah i think it's on both partners to encourage their partner to talk and communicate yeah to feel like safe to talk and communicate yeah, and like, that it, they'll be yeah. heard and respected and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of dudes are like, Oh, this, this girl like never talks. I don't know when I'm, when she, what she likes what I'm doing. Like ask her. Yeah. And use the like red, green, yellow thing that we talked about before. Right. Miriam, Miriam brought it up as a BDSM thing, but I brought it up as just helping people communicate when it's difficult for them too. So if it starts to feel bad, say yellow when the pain's not going away say red right and they'll stop yeah or be like do you like that is that good yeah you know Mm -hmm. or do you not like that (laughs) yeah sometimes i like to scratch a lot during sex like Mm -hmm. i like to really dig my nails into the skin but if it's i'm having sex with someone for the first time i'll like scratch them and be like is that good harder or softer yeah kind of figure out what pressure they like because one person might like uh to bleed on their back yeah and other people may not like to be touched there at all right and you have no idea also similarly with putting a finger in the butt i talk about it a lot on instagram you can't just put a finger in the butt you gotta ask yeah or at least like when you're going for it like check for signs use body language you know yeah, or say like do you like that yeah like how's that is that good Should yeah I keep going yeah oh, i want a finger in my butt right now <laughs> back to you miriam cool so the study I read was called Am I Normal? A yeah. Review of Penises by King's College. I actually did two studies. I did that one and then I did the women's preferences for penis size. Overachiever. I know. I want an A plus, not just an A. <laughs> um, so really I talked about the first study just to talk about what the average penis length is. So this these King's College researchers did a review of like through 17 studies 
and looked at 15,000 participants to find... A meta-analysis, if you will. If you will. (laughs) Who's the overachiever now? Um, I just love that word. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) And they were looking into the average lengths of penises. So the average length of a flaccid penis... And we're talking base to tip. Don't include your balls when you're measuring your penis. Okay? That's bullshit. Wait, how does that make it longer? Because you're going lower. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Start at your shaft. Base to tip, the average flaccid penis is 3.6 inches in length. I should have made you guess. And well, 3.7 inches in circumference. I'll do the erect penis. Yeah, guess the erect penis. Average length. Five. 5.2 inches. What's the average circumference? Wait, what was it for the ere- uh, flaccid? 3.7. Um, 5.3. 4.6. Oh, <laughs> I, I like a girthy dick. <laughs> yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think 5.2 inch length is kind of a surprise for average. Like, um, I think a lot of people I know think the average is six. Um, so it's a little smaller than we thought. Can you hold up with your hands? What you think that looks like? Five inches. Yeah. Oh, Oh, like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, what sucks. What? This is my, my roommate went on a date with a dude who was amazing. Like he took her out dancing, great conversation, oh. but his dick is too small. Too thin. Yeah. Thin and not girthy t- enough. Yeah. I think that it's really not about the size of the boat. It really is about the motion of the ocean. But like, obviously I want to be riding around on a yacht and not a canoe. But like, if you're canoe. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, where did that come from? It's a canoe and we're- <laughs> Did you write those metaphors down? I've said it before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like definitely I've had, obviously I've experienced a lot of dick sizes, but the smallest dicks I've experienced are four inches. I've never experienced less than that. And I remember. You measure? I can tell. This will do. I can like eyeball it. You You cannot ride if you're. (laughs) Must be this tall to ride. (laughs) I mean, I think that like it's, there's really nothing wrong with having a smaller than average dick. It's really about confidence. One time I had sex with a guy who had a small dick. I didn't really notice it or think about it. And then he was like, is my dick too small? And I was like, get out of my fucking house. You pathetic loser. Don't ask that. Yeah. Don't ask that. Just make me come. Just act like you have a big dick. And like you have fingers and tongue. So, yeah, no, no. But like, I mean, boys also always ask, does size matter? I think it does. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. But it's kind of like girls who are flat chested and does size matter. I mean, some people are going to be attracted to no tits and some people won't. Well, so this this other study I read, uh, it was also in 2015. It's called Women's Preferences for Penis Size. Oh, baby. Um, So they basically had these women look at 3D models. Oh, they looked into their preference for size and also in their recall. Do they correctly recall the size of a penis? So if I'm like, his dick was so small, was I right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny. So I want to be in this study. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, they had 75 women looking at 33 3D models of dicks. And so they looked at what women preferred and then um, what they remembered. And they found that for a one-time thing, women actually preferred bigger dicks. For one-time, women preferred mm-hmm. 6.4 inches long and 5 inches circumference that makes sense and for a relationship they preferred 6.3 inches long so not that much shorter and a 4.8 inch circumference um and they found that women do accurately recall penis size and that they prefer penises slightly larger than average 
which makes sense. I yeah. Mean, but they found that women who come vaginally ha- prefer larger penises because obviously, yeah. whereas women who are more likely to come clitorally or c- like can't come ga- vaginally, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as much. <clears throat> and since 70% of women can't come from internal stimulation alone, like just focus on the clit, you guys. It's actually 80%. Oh, damn. Yeah. Sorry, ladies or vagina havers. Awkward. <laughs> so I've had some experiences with really big dicks. Yeah. And uh, no, you know, no, there's like, I showed you my big dick curve. I'll post it on Instagram or like my dick size curve. Oh, curve. You, did you make that yourself? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought you I got that from drafts. somewhere. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so I'm for you to share. I'll share it on Instagram, but basically like, everyone's different everyone has different experiences for me the optimal size is six to seven inches more than that like is too big Mm -hmm. you can't really do anal you know no but how often do you do anal i mean rarely but if i love you (laughs) i want to give you the gift of anal sometimes i don't want it to fuck up my butthole (laughs) (laughs) and like i don't want to deep throat fucking huge ass dick schlong so more than eight is too much. I've had like I had sex with that guy recently, uh, Big Dick David, mm-hmm. <laughs> lol. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Big Dick Dave, yeah, he had a really big dick, and it was really painful. Like we had to go super slow, and at a certain point, we got to a point where like it felt good, but it still wasn't as like I couldn't. He couldn't jackhammer me, you know. Yeah. Um, it Do was you, really you like being ja- painful. Oh. I like to go fast. Yeah. Does that like hit your spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ass. It was back too. Of your clit. <laughs> it was too fucking big, and that like, I've had sex with other guys who've had big dicks, and it was okay. But his was like out of this world, massive. Out of this world. Yeah. So there's a tool that you can use um, for painful sex. It comes from the company O Nut Co. Yeah. And disclaimer. They are not paying us to do this, and we also don't have a code. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been promoting them a lot. Yeah, we like what they do. They're Um, cool. Basically, it's this wearable device that helps you control how deep the dick goes. So, like, it'll stop from hitting the cervix. And when I talked about in my study that um, a lot of women said that that's where it hurts when you get Mm -hmm. to the back. Um, So, if you experience painful sex, check it out. Onutco.com. I guess we'll... We'll add something yeah in the show notes. in the show notes um i had one time a dick was a dick was too big but like we had the sex and was did it hurt i was so drunk and also didn't really want to be there oh <laughs> oh my god it was that guy um who i met at union pool oh, Do you remember him? i remember you were like his dick was so big yeah and he just he was having sex with me as though like i felt like he was gay and it was very performative mm. yeah it was He's like trying a, to prove yeah it was something. a weird experience um but we we have a friend who has a huge penis and he's been saying how it's like a problem for him to have sex with girls yeah um, and I feel for him. Yeah, yeah. No, because like you can't. What's nice about having an average to smaller dick is that you can really go all the way in there. Yeah. Whereas when your Balls dick's bigger, deep. like you do have to go very slowly, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't go all the way in. Like this guy who had this huge dick at one point was like, "Oh my god, you're taking it all. You're taking it all." 
Um, and then later I asked him, like, do does that always happen? And he was like, no, like a lot of times I can't get more than halfway. Oh, wow. You got that magic puss. I know. Yeah. It stretches. <laughs> it elongates. So funny thing. He said the the friend with the huge dick said that smaller girls have the biggest vaginas. Huh. In his experience, <laughs> which means that bigger girls have tight pussies interesting <laughs> well i was just saying to him like what you need is a girl with a huge vagina <laughs> to fit his huge penis vagina. in yeah like well, the you- vagina is like on average three to five inches long so you know yeah i guess he needs a five inch right? yeah a five inch sure like riley reed tiny girl but she can fit two enormous penises in her at the same time yeah. I mean, I think we all can. Like, vaginas stretch. I mean, a human Well, yeah, a baby comes it. out. But it, but pleasurably. Yeah. You know, the painful sex part. Right, 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 right. Cool. We heard you've got a sex question. Well, you've come to the right place. Unless your question's about something unrelated, like types of snakes. But if your question's about sex, not snakes, then ask it here on Sex Questions. Trigger warning. We're We're going to talk about sexual assault. We have a question from a listener who says, oh, my God, Arielle, I have a question. OMG. So I have a friend who's been sleeping with this girl on and off since 2015. Damn. They've been on almost the whole summer and have been going raw under the condition that she's on birth control. Long story short, she's pregnant (laughs) and lied about being on birth control. Wow. Would that be considered rape since he was consenting to raw sex under the condition of her being on birth control? Because correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it considered rape when a guy fucks a girl without a condom slash nuts in her knowing she wants to use a condom slash doesn't want to be nutted in because she's because she's consenting to protected well because she's consenting to protected sex right so i feel like the word rape instantly is like very violent Mm -hmm. um so i would personally wouldn't use that term to describe that but i would definitely call it non-consensual sex Mm -hmm. so stealthing when a guy removes a condom would you not call that rape i would call that non-consensual sex that's also never happened to me so from what i know Mm-hmm. Um, I just really don't like the word rape. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is and I should just accept it, but like it just, it feels so much more violent and scary. I totally, I which get it that. is. Yeah. Which it is. And like doing something like that. Yeah. Which, I like, just when like you, you see can't. headlines and it's like this politician had sex with a 12 year old girl and they're like, it's rape. Call it rape. Right. Um, I don't know if, if the headline is like non-consensual sex. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, but I totally get what you mean, and that is valid. I looked it up about stealthing. Um, Vice did an article a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and then the people states started passing some laws about it. Wow, I'm not sure if that's actually true. <laughs> if, if the if the states actually pass laws, and it's definitely not everywhere, but I do know that um, last year a German police officer was found guilty for stealthing. And he was sent to jail for eight months and fined thirty four hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. So like not horrible, but um, I yeah I would agree with her that it's it's non consensual sex. That was a breach in their verbal contract. Yeah. And yeah, I guess fuck, it's rape, dude. she's 
all that. I know. I just, I think I need to come to terms with like it. But it's the, it's the, the visual context that like for me when I think rape, rape, I think of like a man forcibly Mm -hmm. fucking like putting his penis into a woman or sexually like assaulting her. And she's like, no, no, no. And he keeps doing it. Yeah. Like that's the very specific idea yeah and that's why a lot of women are like oh no i wasn't raped he just like touched me and i didn't want him to exactly and like yeah i mean i think i've talked about when like that guy just grabbed my tits yeah on the street like that wasn't rape that was sexual assault yeah so it's just it's yeah it is it is very complicated it's complicated but either way it's fucked up and not okay to do that and it's a violation yeah and in this situation it was a woman to a man yeah so it's not like she could it, there's there's not the image of her like grabbing him and stuff it was just that secret that he right. poor dude i wonder if they're gonna take this to court yeah i mean like well i don't know if she's keeping the baby why or would she do that like she's probably cuckoo bananas yeah and like wants to have a baby yeah because if she wasn't telling him that she she was purposefully hiding that she wasn't on birth control so she wanted to get pregnant yeah, or she just wanted to have raw sex and not be on birth control. But yeah, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Why would you do that? Oh, it's really fucked up. Yeah, don't do that, you guys. Yeah. Okay. How'd you feel about the episode? I think it was good. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was informative. I don't know if there was as many like haha. Yeah, definitely not haha. Yeah. But why don't you guys let us know in the <laughs> reviews? yeah follow us on instagram give us a smh pod we're back we're back baby i didn't even say that oh my god yeah thank you guys so much for reporting it yeah what a joyous happy day honestly the reason why i got it back was them.innist we'll link to them in uh the show notes a friend of mine told me about them and said like this person's gotten people's instagram accounts back before oh and i reached out to them and was like hey i don't know you at all but this happened and then they messaged me and we're like it's back basically what out of nowhere fuck? like two weeks later why yeah. didn't you tell me that i did i posted it on well i didn't tell you but i posted it on the instagram so that they that they brought it back yeah oh sorry i guess i just glazed over yeah. that thank you guys so much that's really nice yeah and that's how i got my instagram account back too right through someone else so it's really fucked i know yeah we're all supporting each other in this fucked up world. Yeah. Oh, and if case you guys couldn't tell, we fixed our mic situation. Yeah. Can't you hear us? Yeah. La la la. La 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 la. But yeah, uh, that was Instagram. Email us, thesmhpod at gmail.com. Use our code seven for 15 to 50% off your order on yeah. amity.com. What a sliding scale. Yeah. And um, have a great day. Yeah. And YOLO. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to like leave. I don't really have anything else to say. You know, those things that are like, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Yeah. But I want to add that to this goodbye message. Why? If you were looking for a sign, this is it. To buy a toy? No, to like whatever. Whatever in life that you've been waiting for a sign to tell you to do it, this is your sign. Okay. Like, do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. You should do that thing. Go do it. Go do it. Dump him. Dump him <laughs> or her. No, it's him. Dump him. And marry me. Yeah. Okay. Right, we should stop. Bye. Bye. Bye.